today on CityCast Madison. After several high-profile police shootings and years of debate about reforms, Madison finally has an independent police monitor. We are the first city in Wisconsin to have such a position. Madison's independent monitor, guided by a civilian oversight board, is supposed to be a new check on law enforcement with the power to investigate complaints from the public. Robert Copley was hired for this job six months ago. Bianca Martin gets an update on what we can expect from this new office. It's Monday, June 5th, and here's what Madison's talking about. Hi, Robert. Hi, nice to meet you, Bianca. Lovely to meet you. So you are Madison's very first independent police monitor. Why take this role on? I think it's incredibly important. I mean, I it would be silly to just ignore what has happened over the course of the past few decades. I mean, this is something that is desperately needed and I think is inherently integral to any kind of representative uh, government. If you want to say that this is a government of the people and by the people and for the people, then when the government comes in and is enforcing those laws, you have to have some kind of say as to how they're enforcing them. The police department is not there to like interpret and create new laws or anything. That's for the legislatures. They're there to enforce the laws. But the public is the one that has these laws enforced on them. And they should have a say as to how those laws are enforced upon them. The Office of the Independent Police Monitor and the Police Civilian Oversight Board's role in city government is to take ideas, build on them, and labor over them, educate others on them, and finally to advocate for them. It forms a bridge between the police and the people that are being policed. And so you are the conduit for the people. (laughs) You are the first person in this role. And I know that, you know, cities around the country have something like this, but this is new to Madison. And it's it's the result of years of debate after the wrongful death of 19-year-old Tony Robinson, uh, who was shot by Madison police officer Matt Kenny. Your office is going to be the new community check on police. Do you know what will success look like in terms of accomplishing that goal? Uh, to borrow the words of the legendary boxer Mike Tyson, everyone has a plan until they get punched in the mouth. I have worked in government since I graduated from law school, and the most important part of effective governance I've observed is consistency and reliability of procedure. That builds a stability that is necessary in turbulent moments. Success for me looks like a long-standing and trusted office of the independent monitor. My contract is for five years, but the office is forever. Is this something that you're passionate about? I love this state. I moved here from California and... uh, Frankly, it always kind of surprises people, but I moved here for the winters and I really, really enjoy the community and the way that everybody comes together constantly throughout uh, this state. But none more so that I've noticed than in Madison, where there is such a strong sense of community and political activism and engagement between uh, the people that are being governed and their government. Absolutely. And is your so is the office's role to be, you know, getting information to the public or is it to be investigating the police? Like what what are what's the day to the day going to look like? Uh, so, I mean, the, the broad details, I guess, will be that the office investigates complaints. And as far as the scope of the authority goes, I, I can kind of go into detail here. But uh, yeah. at, at this moment, the, the office and the police civilian oversight board are working on putting together a complaint process. First, the most important priority 
uh, of the complaint process will be ensuring the safety and anonymity of complaints. The OIM should be a place where citizens feel comfortable and safe to feel to share their experiences. I am one person and my experiences with law enforcement will definitely not be the same as another's. I need to hear the perspectives of others to intelligently, empathetically and equitably do my job. If there is any concern for one's safety as a result of speaking with the OIM, then there are perspectives that will not be heard, that might not be considered. I feel confident in saying that maximizing and amplifying a diversity of perspectives is not only the first priority of the complaint process, it is the first priority of the office and the PCOB itself. Um, second, citizens should have a clear understanding of what will happen at each stage uh, of the, the process. We don't want to have a situation where anyone feels uneasy about where their complaint will go or who will see it. They should all know about this at the beginning. Uh, as mentioned, there's not a process yet, but when the process is complete, we intend to make it available online for anyone to see. They will know what's happening before they even walk in. I also want to make sure that there's other ways that people can send in their complaints. If, for example, anonymity can be kind of hard if you're, you know, showing up in person. And if they really want to, you know, maintain that degree of privacy, there should be ways to honor that. Uh, for example, in public records, it's possible to make a request without actually giving your identity. And these requests have to be honored as such. This is, you know, a pretty core function of uh, uh, Wisconsin governance. So it makes sense that this would apply as well to civilian police oversight. That's huge. Yeah. They, they shouldn't feel worried about giving up their identity in order to bring forward a complaint. Mm -hmm. So third, uh, in regards to the complaint process, uh, it should be focused on identifying failures and successes in existing police procedures. I don't expect that every single complaint uh, brought to the OIM and PCOB will result in an overhaul of MPD policy or procedure. Rather, complaints and investigations will follow or that follow will result in a consistent and continuous re-examination of how policing in Madison works and how people want it to work. Uh, the OIM and PCOB do not have the authority to fire or discipline police. Uh, we're not here for retribution. We're here for accountability. Further, we do not have the authority to unilaterally change MPD policies or procedures. What we have the authority and motivation to do is oversee the department from a politically independent and publicly minded perspective. Yeah. And you mentioned, you know, your office won't have the authority to to fire discipline police officers. That's something that the police and fire commission has. Um, how are you engaging with them? Um, I think the best way to summarize the difference would be that the PFC decides if individual officers are following proper procedure, while the OIM or Office of the Independent Monitor and the Police Civilian Oversight Board, uh, they meanwhile decide if the procedures themselves are proper. Uh, sure. They don't contradict each other. Their power mm -hmm. don't overlap. They are two sides of the same coin. So your office investigates a complaint from a member of the public, like you said, and there's evidence, let's say there's evidence of a police officer might have violated Madison Police Department policy. What happens next? As far as like any kind of disciplinary procedures or anything like that, that's going to be left up to PFC. They're the ones that actually have the power over uh, overseeing that. However, if that complaint is then bringing their complaint to the uh, Police and Fire Commission, 
the OIM will be able to have the ability to appoint outside legal counsel to represent aggrieved members of the public in their complaints, specifically for their PFC uh, hearing. It can be daunting to bring your complaint to the PFC, uh, to be subject to questioning by legal representatives of the officer you're complaining about. So OIM is hoping to provide a way of equalizing that playing field. So you're building the office. It's brand new. What have you been up to the last six months? There's hiring. That's been a primary focus. The uh, close second would be the complaint procedure itself. And then finally, there's uh, the memorandum of understanding is something that we're going to have to establish with the Madison Police Department. The memorandum of understanding, MOU, will be crafted and signed by the chief and myself. Uh, the MOU will provide a procedure on how the office will work with MPD, and it's important to decide on this ahead of the work so that in controversial and high-pressure situations, everyone knows what to do and how to do it. To put simply, the MOU will be how the office does what it does. How your office does what it does? Yes. When you say like everyone knows what, what they need to do in high-stress situations, what did you mean by that? I mean, situations where there's, you know, a question of police conduct. If like there's a tragedy that occurs, there's going to, everyone is going to necessarily like, it's going to be really tempting to jump into different camps and it turns into an us versus them dynamic. So having this office as a bridge between those camps allows for there to be, you know, progress that's moving forward. What happened? Just having that question answered is a massive first step. And then allowing people to be faithful in the answers that they're hearing. So they hear one answer from, you know, the MPD, and then they hear another answer from the mayor's office, and then they hear another answer from uh, the PFC, and then finally they'll hear another answer from us. Essentially, with all of these different answers coming in, it's important that there's at least somebody that doesn't really have uh, a dog in the fight on either end. Like we're independent of the mayor, we're independent of the police department, and we're independent of the PFC. Our goal is to find out what happened and then why, like what failed. If there was some part of the procedure that uh, was followed to the T and something bad happened, what part of the procedure needs to be changed and how do we change that? These are the questions that the office is going to exist to answer. Robert, thank you so much for joining us um, and giving us a preview into what we can expect from the office. Thank you so much. Thank you. That was Madison's independent police monitor, Robert Copley, speaking with CityCast Madison host, Bianca Martin. And hey, aren't we your favorite local podcast? Mind voting for us in the Best of Madison competition happening now? We'd really appreciate it. We'll throw a link to vote in our show notes. Thank you. And here's what else Madison's talking about. The Madison School District. Here's an update. They've now responded to allegations about their spokesperson, Tim Lamones, after an internal complaint about his conduct was made public. A statement from the district released last week states, quote, it is abundantly clear that there are relational problems with the district's communications department that need to be addressed. However, the district did not elaborate on how problems will be addressed. Lamones has been accused of bullying district communications staffers, calling local journalists ugly names, and sexist treatment of female reporters. Lamones denies these charges. 
A district investigation found insufficient evidence that he violated district policy in regard to workplace bullying. The investigation said no disciplinary action will be taken. No word about the other conduct. And the Green Bay Packers are expected to receive $7.5 million in local and state aid to help cover costs of hosting the 2025 NFL Draft. The tax money will help cover venue space, staging, staff, parking and shuttles, a social media command center, and public safety. Local lawmakers say the NFL Draft will bring nearly a quarter million visitors to the Green Bay area and 94 million in economic benefits. That's all for today here on CityCast Madison. I'm Dylan Brogan in for Bianca Martin. If you enjoyed the show, why not share this podcast with someone who thinks a draft is something between a breeze and a gust? We do strive to blow you away. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Goodbye. I gotta do that all again and better.